Today we come to the second of our seven deadly, our capital sins. And today we might be a little bit surprised that the sin that we're dealing with is avarice, a kind of intense kind of greed. And that's very high up. As we saw last week, the seven deadly sins do come in order of importance, I suppose, of deadliness. I think we would find it surprising that right up here, number two is avarice. Why does it rank so highly? Certainly in, in, in the Gospel and the New Testament, it's, it's very clear. St. Paul, in that famous passage, says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Uh, love of money is a special word. It's philarguria in the, in the Greek. So it's, it's one particular word. Avarice is precisely what we would say. The love of money. And the question is that it is a love. That's important for us to realize. It is a kind of love which is radically incompatible with the love of God. And again, Jesus says that really clearly in the gospel where he talks about either you will hate the one and love the other. These two masters, remember that Jesus speaks about you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other for you cannot serve both God and money. But again, our Lord brings in the question of hate and love. And so what we're dealing with here is, a, is a, an intense kind of love, a love of things, stuff, possessions. And in this way, avarice is quite like pride, because when we become avaricious, we see our life as really as out to make it, out to get things, not to give. And so this kind of materialism is the real antithesis of the Christian message, which of course, the Christian message is that we are made to give ourselves, to give ourselves to God, ultimately, to others. Also, that means give our time, our belongings, our very lives. So it's really kind of the almost the opposite to the materialistic avarice that we see, that we not only see all around us, but we feel within us. It would be fine if we were just outside us, but it's within us. And so the gospel are told very clearly again by our Lord, watch out, take heed, he says, take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. And it's true when we think about it, stuff is very seductive. Who doesn't love getting new things, more things, the latest upgraded new clothes, new items, new gizmos, different people, different things. Of course, children, it's toys, teenagers, I don't know, it could be clothes in particular. Men love gizmos, I suppose lady, ladies like um, particular kind of handbags, shoes, that kind of thing. So we, we, have, we have different different things that, uh, that, that make our eyes light up. But all of us have these things where, well, they, they really, really do love them. What is it that makes them so lovable to us? And I think in part it is for a very simple reason. Again, something that all of us have experienced. We get a really fantastic new whatever. A pair of shoes, new coat, new car, new whatever it is. And the thing is that we kind of feel having this new whatever actually makes me a better person. That somehow I am transformed because I sit into this new car. I personally, I'm transformed because I put on these really expensive shoes or coat or whatever it might be. Now, St. Thomas More was a great observer of human nature. And he saw this back now in the 17th century, or uh, sorry, the 16th century. He, he saw this in his colleagues. 
He was a very high-ranking politician, essentially in in the court of King Henry VIII, as you know. And uh, a lot of his colleagues, he noticed they they took particular pride when they got a, a new woolen cloak. Because imagine these things were expensive, lots and lots of wool going into this really finest of woolen cloaks. And he kind of remarked with his typical wit that these men forgot that before they had the cloak on, it was on the back of a sheep. And the sheep, despite having such a fine wooden coat, was still a sheep. So it's a very good observation, in fact, because kind of we kind of think that when I put on this, whatever it is, wooden cloak for back in the 16th century, and somehow I am transformed. And Thomas More said, well, not even the sheep thought they were transformed because they had such fine woolen cloaks on their back. So there's the kind of warning. This is a warning, of course, that our Lord gives us. Watch out, take care. We have to be on our guard because materialism is things, stuff, is so seductive. It exerts an extreme attraction on us, on us all. And again, different people, different things. But there is that strong attachment. And and, uh, with that, of course, that feeling that somehow I am perfected. I become better by having this possession. How do we rectify this? Well, in, in part, the rectification comes from changing our attitude, how we actually view things and money and possessions and clothes and gizmos. And it's a very fundamental, a very simple change. Rather than seeing them as goals or ends in themselves, that we always see them as means. I, I have a car, maybe a nice car, to get from A to B. If I need to go, uh, if I need to go on a very, very long distances, when I need a good car, I need clothes. I also need to look, to a degree, elegant. All these things, yeah, they are real needs. So we do need things. We need things for basic immunities, for re- relaxation and so on. But the great temptation is what Pope Benedict, as you call the eternal temptation, was, he said, to put our hope in wealth, in power, in success. In other words, that somehow I'm going to be saved by my car or my wooden cloak or my fine Gucci handbag or my my shoes, whatever it is. Somehow this becomes my savior. And there is the problem. He's saying it is not your savior. Change your attitude. In practice, I would suggest two or three little things. In practice, knowing that we have the seeds of avarice within us. And one thing is, Never buy an impulse. We can always leave it a couple of hours online, a day, a couple of days, and just think, do I really need that gizmo, that article of clothing, whatever it might be? Second thing, look after what we already have. The clothes, the gizmos, the car. Make it last longer, just as a very poor person would, in fact. And we see that. In a certain sense, we have to act in that way, act as if we, maybe we are, but we, if we're not, we have to we kind of act as if we were poor. And then thirdly, very, it's a simple thing, but never spending money to make a big impression on others. Because sometimes we can feel a bit ashamed that we don't have more money or more possessions. And that should never enter into the mix so that we would never just, well, I just want to spend all this money to, to give the impression of being very wealthy. There are three little practical things. I give you thanks, my God, with good resolutions affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.